Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, before you listen to this episode, we just wanted to let you know that there are some sensitive subjects that come up. Uh, there is some domestic abuse and different things like that. If that is not your jam, please skip to the next episode, but we appreciate you being here. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes. Gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Into the Malarverse. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by the magnificent Man Wonder, Mm. the uh, magnitude of masculinity, the muscle man of, I can't think of any more. Yeah, it's I was Mike. with you until you hit that one. Uh, the muscle man? The muscle man part is, is yeah. hard to, that's that's very hard for me to uh, prove. Uh, well, I mean, that's the beauty of it being a podcast, Mike. Yeah. You can just lie to him. Yeah, they used to call me the muscle in high school, but that was for different reasons. Oh, do I want to know? Uh, it's mostly be- because I had a muscle atrophy on me. Oh, yeah. okay. So they would call me. I didn't know if you were like a, a bouncer for like some popular kid in school. No. He's like, who's that? He's the muscle. No, they said, no, that's the muscle is the way they would say it. And that. It, oh, and like, which, what one is it? On it wasn't Mike? flattering. So that, yeah. The muscle it wasn't it. flattering at all. No. I gotcha. So. <laughs> My hey, production, we're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, so we are in the month of February. Took a quick little break. We've been busy, yeah. busy little beavers. Well, but we had RugCon. Yeah. Then we had SickFest that you had at your house yeah. exclusively. I did. I was not feeling good last uh, week. And so we ran a couple of reruns, and we always appreciate you guys who dip in for those. Yes. Um, Super know. solid episodes. Yeah. We're, <clears throat> we're working on some compilation stuff, too, that I think you guys will enjoy um where we just do like all the superman stuff we've yeah, talked yeah. about and we pulled out the good pieces yeah. so expect those three minute episodes to come out anytime now <laughs> hey no. uh if you want us to actually dive into uh, some good stuff or you're looking forward to i will tell you that i have i was telling mike earlier i have the next couple months already planned out yeah. content wise and from what i understand this is a jam-packed episode yeah no we are going to cover a lot here i have uh Next week episodes planned and it's tied into this week's in a way. Okay. And I'll tell you this, I told Mason about it, yeah. about what I'm doing next week. Yeah. And he just kind of stared at me and was just like, how did you get those? Or why do you have those? Yeah. 
I think is is that I'll I'll bring Mason in real quick because I'm gonna need him later when we get to the ultimates. So just is that the best way to describe when I told you what I was doing next week? You said why and how? Yeah. So that is your <laughs> preview good. for next week. That's great. And that. and it's romance theme too. Oh. So you're 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 flicking all my nibbins. Well, ooh. <laughs> ooh. You're welcome. Checking all my boxes, flicking all my nibbins. Uh, But I was going to say, after that, uh, we are going (laughs) to dive into some really good stuff because I would like to take a look at uh, Frank Miller Mm. and what some would say is the decline and then maybe the back to eh of Frank Miller, mainly through Batman stories. And uh, we're going to start with Dark Knight Returns. Very nice. Then what is it? Or just uh, Dark Knight Rises again. What's the second one again? Strikes again. Thank you. Strikes again. Strikes and then it's, again. And Master really Race. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Master Race is the name of the third one. Yeah. And so then what about Golden Child? Is that the, is there a fourth one? That's the one with Eddie Murphy. Kinda, yeah. I, let me double check right? that. Okay. But so we're going to. Is that the one with Eddie Murphy? I thought that was Golden uh, Child? coming to America. Golden Child's an Eddie Murphy. Is that a, I don't, I've never yeah, heard of the movie Golden Child. Really? Yeah. That shows you how popular I will that tell you, movie was. I told the story to somebody the other day. Eddie Murphy has to be my first foray, I would say, into stand-up comedy. Sure. At least to where I remember laughing so hard. My dad had... The red suit? This is... Well, no. This is going to show you how old uh, I am in a bit. My dad had a collection of cassettes. Mm. And one of them was Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh, Raw. Everybody likes Mm. to... Delirious is everybody's, but I had Raw. Raw was... Raw's better. So, I remember listening to that as like an 11, 12-year-old kid. Is raw no. ice cream? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the G. Bigfoot G. Kung Fu and the dog, yeah. his drunk, yeah. uh, the yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I remember being uh, an 11, 12-year-old kid and just laughing hysterically all it. And at the same time knowing, like, I cannot. Like, no, you repeat. couldn't. Yeah. No, no, But, no, no, no. so, uh, yeah, that, that being was... said, I just got off onto a uh, Eddie Murphy tangent. I've never heard well, boy. But I will tell you that I am very uh, impressed with Eddie Murphy here lately. He has made a little bit of a comeback. He's got that uh, what you people on Netflix. Now, I haven't seen that yet. Right with with Jonah Hill. Oh um, yeah. And then he's doing another Beverly Hills Cop movie. He did the Dolomite thing, which I still haven't watched, but I really want to see. I heard it was really good. He did the second Coming to America. He's talking about doing a, a donkey spinoff from Shrek. Oh, wow. I mean, he's, getting, he's busy. That's what I'm saying. Dude is, dude's working hard. And part of the reason he's working hard is he has 10 kids. Uh, 10. Yeah. Kids will do that. 10. Uh, as a former kid, I can, I can attest as a former that we kid. will do that. Sure. Um, sure, but so then after Frank Miller, then I want to take a look at uh, some Alan Moore. So I think we're going to focus on with I five about women, by the way. Ten kids, five women. Ten total kids or ten kids? Ten total each? kids. Okay. Five total women. That was almost yeah. 50 kids. Yeah, but I'm saying that that is a lot of, assuming he lives in California. Yeah. A lot of alimony, a lot of child support, things like that. Yeah. So you got to work a lot. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. He's the same business. Uh, Going to do Alan Moore. Sure. Uh, look at Swamp Thing. Look at uh, Swamp um, Thing. I think there's a, a Superman story that I'd like to get into called oh. Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, oh. which is really good that he wrote from early on. We're looking early. Uh, Alan Frank Moore. Miller wrote it? Oh, no, Alan, this Moore is Alan wrote Moore. It. Got it. And then we'll close it off with the one that everybody, I will tell you, it is on everybody's greatest graphic novelist of all time. It is the only graphic novel that is on at the point in time on Times. 100 greatest novels of all time, and that is yeah. Watchmen. And so we yeah. will eventually get to 
in towards the end of March is when we will be able to do Watchmen, and we will be breaking that up into two parts, though, because it is a total of twelve issues. It is a yeah. thick book. It, it is, is a big. lot to get yeah. to, but it is something that we'll go ahead and dive into. So we have a lot of great stuff coming up there. Also, I can even tease afterwards uh, Tower of Babel. We're going to do that mm. there too. So I have a lot of good stuff on the horizon that we can talk about the goodness of it and still also talk about what's bad about it. Too. When we get to the Alan Moore Superman, can we also bring up the new James Gunn Superman with any information we have at the time? Yeah. He's writing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would love and to know. So I have something <laughs> planned with that because I feel that the only thing fitting when we do that, what, I, what I'll do is I'll save it instead of, after we get done with Alan Moore, mm-hmm. we'll save the James Gunn stuff. I will do Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman. Okay. Because that is go. what he is basing the That's movie basing off of. Okay. And so that way we can look and see yeah. what... That sounds great. I just want to make yeah. sure we reference it. Oh, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah. And we can... And, and I wanted to... I thought about talking about it a little bit, but just... I feel like we don't know enough about yeah, right, right, all right, right. the new sure, movies sure. and everything. No, no. I, 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 I clicked on some clickbait earlier today. It was like we we know the first two stars of James Gunn's uh, uh, DC Empire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, it's Amanda Waller. Okay, mm-hmm. got he, it. He we, said he confirmed it. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, and then his brother is Weasel. Yeah. We, well, shit. Okay, thanks he's, a lot. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be it. in everything. I read for ten uh, minutes and I, didn't I know. Have to. So what I know is obviously just from things that he's put out himself on Twitter. Yeah, um, I know or like pictures and things. So Superman's gonna be based off. I would assume. He always sees his reading material as mm-hmm. Grant Morrison's All Star Superman, which of all the All Star stuff that they did, we covered. Speaking to Frank Miller and Batman, this isn't going to be our first foray into Frank Miller and Batman. It'll be the first time we've talked about something good in uh, the Dark Knight Returns. But mm-hmm. we covered. Remember All Star Batman and Robin, yeah, I do remember where that. they painted yeah. everything in the green yeah, air, or the Green Lantern yeah. yellow. Didn't like it at all. Yeah, Batman was abusive. He locked Robin in the Batcave and made him like eat that. rats. Nope. He was Vicky, a goddamn Batman. Yes, one star. It's like seventeen times we had to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but All Star at the same time, uh, All Star Superman came out that Grant Morrison wrote that everybody loved. And, okay. Um, cool. So you know, that's why season for that, and so we'll keep it with that. You know, something is popular with DC when it's almost twenty years old, and they keep reprinting it. Yeah, that is that's true. true. Yeah. Hey, I, just real quick, also before we get into today's fair, um, I did watch Wakanda last night, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Still haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, no. Mason? Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it when it came out in theaters. What did you think, Mason? That was fun. You know, not my favorite. I think a good send off for Chadwick Boseman. Some stuff story wise, I wouldn't have done, but you think you know. Like Overall, what, a decent. What picture. would you not have done? Uh, I don't want to get into that now. I need to watch it again. I remember okay. liking it, not loving it. Yeah. I, you know, I appreciate that though. A guy who's yep. like, I'm not gonna yep. just fly off at the. I hip. agree. I as as somebody who saw it last night, and was on his phone an enormous amount throughout <laughs> the movie. Um, I can I can tell you that a too many things in the movie. It it's it's that it's that Spider Man three thing where you try to jam everybody into the same movie so that you can start a bunch of franchises or whatever. Both Spider-Man 3s, actually, but uh, the Marvel one is yeah. a lot better. So, um, well, I'm talking and, Sam Raimi one. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I thought you were trying Sam to talk Raimi. about, well, technically, I guess, is that the second one? You mean Amazing Spider-Man 2 is what you're thinking about? Yeah, okay, yeah. so I guess technically no, it's the second Spider-Man one. We are squeezing 3. everybody yeah. in there, but so, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, famously in Spider-Man 3, you've got Sandman, you've got Venom, Venom you've got the Green Goblin, you've yeah. got... 
uh, Hobgoblin. You've got, I mean, everybody's yeah, yeah. in this damn thing, right? It's the Night of a Thousand Stars kind yeah. of thing, and none of it works. Sandman, uh, anyway. Um, in this one, no spoilers, but I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, Mike. Well, you've got Wakanda, then you've got Namor. And you got Riri. All the stuff that goes with Namor, and then you got Ironheart. Yeah. All of it together. That's too many things. Yeah. There's too many things to focus on. So are we setting and, up something with Namor? And the entire, yeah, I think so. They and haven't the, confirmed, because remember, he's still owned by Universal. Oh, And the yeah. entire, the entire thing was basically a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, which is great. But the thing I couldn't get over, and this is going to sound super harsh when I say it, but why didn't you just go with Michael B. Jordan? You'd still be making Black Panther movies. Like, he shows up in this flashback thing. Because he well, he was killed in the first one. I know. I know. That's why you can't. I understand. I'm just saying, I think I think he would have made, after seeing him in this flashback, I look at him and I'm like, oh, shit, he would have been a good Black although, Panther also. Although, hear me out. With everything they have introduced in that world, bringing yeah. somebody back to life isn't necessarily that far-fetched. But This is not really a back-to-life kind of thing. Yeah. No, no, no. But, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's, that is the one thing I was afraid of. Is that at some point we would see Chad Chadwick Boseman? Am I saying that correctly? Chadwick Boseman. I yeah, think, I would I see him Disney in CGI, knew, and I'm just like, oh fuck that. I think Disney knew better. That's one of the things Disney knew better than to do that because if they did that, I, no one would have liked that. Yeah. God, you can no. get away with it if some if like someone's estate signed off on it, or like if I just don't care. I don't or if want like that. They, they were already filming and they just had I, to find a way to send them off. It's yeah. like it's like me trying to watch the live action Lion King. I can't. I don't want to. I don't care. Or you know that all CGI Valley. one or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just can't, I just don't I don't bleh. everything. It was different than what happened in Rise of Skywalker with Carrie Fisher because she died she, while they were filming that. Well, and plus they were and, making a Mary Poppins movie in space, and so oh, yeah. she had to float. Um, oh, anyway, I just don't I don't know Mary Poppins in space. But I just okay. feel like I remember that's less that's less Jedi, Mike. But yes, I know what you said. Whatever, man. Um, <laughs> they all meld together at this point. Yeah. I don't really care anymore. Uh, but they, they but. The, the issue is any of those CGI people, it's the same deal with uh, yeah. uh, uh, Blue Water Smurfs. What's it called? Avatar. Avatar. It's the same thing with them. I can't look at them and think they have a soul. Like, there's <laughs> nothing behind those dead computerized eyes. Oh, man. All right. So I think we've right. done a good Go job ahead. of running Sorry. off any new <laughs> listeners we would have gotten in our just rambling of eight minutes. But uh, – I don't even know how long it is, I'm guessing. Uh, so what I was going to do is I explained it a little bit, and I'm not going to dive fully into this. The topic of today's issue changed from what it was going to be. I thought I'd have a look into, of, uh, hey, who do I think would be the worst Valentine in the comic book universe? Let's focus on somebody everybody knows. Uh, I always think of memes. It's not all of, but I think of memes of Reed Richards just kind of seeming jerkish, and then obviously... There's a infamous panel that I remember uh, from Avengers 212, I believe. Uh, I could be off on my numbering. Anyway, uh, it's when Hank Pym is Yellow Jacket, which is a whole thing in itself. Sure. Um, and he accidentally strikes his wife. Mm. Well, I'll put accidentally wisely. Um, And he's kind of been branded since then of being just like, you know, wife beater, terrible kind of guy. Hank Pym, always the beating, uh, the uh, punching bag of the Marvel Universe, it felt like up until that time, uh, because the, the story behind that is he was with the Avengers as this yellow jacket, and Hank Pym 
and the rest of the Avengers are fighting. I don't even remember who the villain was. It's some woman. She has magic, but she's surrendered, and Hank Pym accidentally shoots her with one of his lasers in her back. And the other Avengers are like, hey, she surrendered. You're an asshole for shooting her after she surrendered. You're essentially kicked off the Avengers. Granted, there's a lot more uh, to this. I'm giving you the TLDR version of it yeah, to make it all work. Yeah, He also but, made a little thing called Ultron. He did. Hank Pym did make Ultron. Not Tony Stark, as people will think in the Marvel Universe. So Hank Pym has done a lot of just terrible things I saw things Tony in Stark with one of those tiny little watch hammers making it. No. That, well, I mean, he... Tiny little watch hammers? You know little tiny watch hammers? No. I mean, don't they use tiny hammers on watches? I mean, I assume that everything's tiny on watches. <laughs> anyway, so... Sorry. No. So, uh, Hank Pym... <laughs> totally, uh, throw it completely off ...comes the up with a plan that he is going to build these robots to attack the Avengers headquarters and make it essentially to where he can defeat them and prove his worth to the Justice League. Yeah. His wife, wait, Wasp... Wait, wait. To the Justice League. Sorry, to the Avengers at all. Ah, look who got caught with their pants down. Hank Pym. So, (laughs) no, I guess I should say also, everybody knows that Hank Pym and uh, Janet Van Dyke are married for a lot of, you know, comics throughout. uh, A Man and Wasp. Sure. Uh, That's even something that's in, I mean, obviously names are different, but the original Wasp and Hank Pym are even in the MCU together. Everybody knows the dice are loaded, too. That's true. But um, that is not Hank's first wife. Uh, Hank actually was married before Janet and to a Hungarian woman who they went back to honeymoon over in Hungary and he was worried about them being there. And she told him that, no, don't worry about it. I'm married to an American now. My father works for an American company. And lo and behold, uh, that didn't work. And they killed his wife and they blew up the factory his father-in-law worked at. And that's part of the reason why he felt the need to fight crime. So, it was already strike number one if you want it to be a love interest of any sort with Hank Pym because you're probably going to die. But then it was strike number two because he's also abusive. And I was like, it's easily Hank Pym. Like, Ant-Man's got to be. Then I came across the Ultimates. Uh, How do I? Okay. The best way to describe this before I get into it. And Mason, help me just at least fill in the explanation of the Ultimates as a whole if I miss anything here. Uh, I don't remember the year exactly, but at the time, Marvel kind of wanted to create a point for new readers to jump in. And so they created this uh, Ultimate Universe. So it was Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, everybody had, like, an Ultimate title. The Ultimates in this Ultimate Universe is essentially the Avengers. The Avengers are called the Ultimates. I'm correct so far in all this, right? Yeah, they wanted something, you know, yeah, like you said, for new people and something yeah. they didn't want to name it the Avengers again because Avengers is still ongoing on the shelves. Exactly. So they want to be able to continue the continuity that they have, but also start a new place. If you've never read comics before mm-hmm. and in a place to jump in, just start with the Ultimates. So the Ultimates, the Ultimate Universe is known for a lot of things. The Ultimates, I feel like in general, uh, with what we're about to cover, and some couple other things are really well known, especially uh, then Ultimatum, kind of which was to close it all out. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that Hank Pym is easily the worst uh, hero, in a sense. If you could even call him that. If you can call him that, based off this comic, mm-hmm. who is tied into our feature presentation 
in a way because the first volume of Ultimates was written by a little guy by the name of Mark Millar, Mark Miller. Oh, yeah. Either way, however you want to say it, it's right both ways. Very popular. If Millar. You've, if you've seen Kick-Ass, yep. Kingsman. Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. Kingsman. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Nemesis. Kick-Ass. We're going to get into Nemesis one. Reloaded yeah. after the break. So mm-hmm. very Stick well around. known. Stick around. Before you get so, started, Zach, uh, just for everybody listening, the Ultimate Universe began in 2000, exact, with Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimates, first issue came out in January 29th of 2002. So literally go. the early 2000s. And early now, 2000s we're looking at here. And now a word from the American Cancer Society. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what we have here is the depiction of one of the worst things I've ever seen a hero do in oh. any comic. Oh. And it made me go from, hey, we'll make a whole episode about Hank Pym because another thing I didn't even touch on is when he, Hank Pym's a scientist, messed around with Pym particles, messed around with some other kind of chemicals. He creates an alter ego that convinces himself that he's killed himself. It's a whole big thing. And he becomes Yellow Jacket instead of Ant-Man. Anyway, he kidnaps. Okay, give me give me one second. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, It's comics, Mike. Just, That's why I'm just I trying understand. to gloss through some of it. It's Chinatown, Jake. Uh, so... I'm Spoiler just, alert. <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking this question. Hank, Hank Pym yes. is Ant-Man as we know it in the Marvel Universe. No. Okay. Hank Pym is the old dude that used to be in yes. every movie. If you watch the movies, He's the Hank guy, Pym is Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Thank you for romancing the bone. Yes. The, um, bone, the stone? Oh, stone. I'm sorry. It was a different movie I watched. Um, there is a... With Chandler's mom. There is a porn version of it called Romancing the Bone. Oh. Um... Okay, so I'm just making sure that I'm keeping all of this no, okay. clear let in my me, head. Let me clear he this up. He is the original scientist that I realize, the particles. Yes. He's the one that introduces the quantum realm. Yes, I realize everything. that I have not done a good no, explanation no, 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 of this. No, 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 This is, here's the thing. Comic book folks, y'all all know what you're saying to each other. Yeah. Right? And I get well, that. Well, but that's the thing is I don't mean to confuse no, non-comic no, book no, folks. No, 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 no. I, that's why I'm clearing this up because okay. I am representing the seven people out there that are listening okay. that really want to know I got Wait, you. who is which? So, and so Hank Pym. Plus, let me, the Pym continuity is just a mess. Too, yeah, so. and that's that what I'm. Sure. That's what I'm gathering from this, right? It's all. So what's what's the guy's name? Who's Ant Man now? Scott Lang. No, Paul Rudd. Uh, uh, yeah, Scott Lang is. <laughs> he he's the actual Ant Man yeah. now. There's also right? Eric O'Grady is one, but Eric O'Grady just likes to sit on people's showers and ski. But on I. People. <laughs> but I'm thinking if if we're thinking of it concurrently right now mm-hmm. uh it's him as ant-man it's his ex-wife as mckay pfeiffer or mckay pfeiffer is uh was That's in othello and then the sound of parrot makes when no one's around michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer is that who it is no that's that's hank pym's original wife right yeah who are you asking i'm asking who who becomes yellow or wasp Okay, it's so this is where wife, it's changed. right? Or ex-wife? It's his daughter in the... Daughter, same in thing. In the movies, it's Hank his daughter. Pym's daughter. Alabama, same thing. Yeah, Hank Pym's daughter is Wasp in the movies. Sure. In the comics... We just lost the whole state. We did. Okay, in the comics, let's do this. 
Ant-Man. Yeah. I, I looked, again, I planned a whole episode. Sure. And then sure I decided I not. It. Yeah. And go. then decided not to do it yeah. after I read this because I did not want the whole episode to be super okay. heavy. Okay. All right. So, but, no, no, no. But so, Ant-Man all starts, essentially, I haven't read his origin and tells to Astonish. Mm-hmm. Hank Pym is a scientist. He creates this uh, liquid that mm-hmm. shrinks things. Uh, he's able to shrink a desk. His logical thought is, oh, next thing I have to do is obviously just test it on a human. He shrinks himself. Now known he, as Mountain Dew. Yeah. He, uh, you know, doesn't know what to do. He's attacked by ants, but one ant helps fight the other ones off. Oh. He rides this ant up to his laboratory, is able to get his regrowth serum, and he's like, nope, never mind. I'm done with this. So it's That's his origin story. So it's Honey, the Shrunk, Honey I Shrunk the Kids too. But electric boogaloo, yes, with with uh, uh, superheroes, yes, yes, okay. So that's Ant Man's origin. Then he creates a helmet so Honey, he can talk I shrunk to myself, them. and he creates Pym cart particles later that help him able to grow big, right? Get in small. and out of this this transition. Another thing sure. you need to know learns his just body. Just in case you don't know, right? In some instances, goes to a lot of health classes. <laughs> Yes. When he's small, Ant-Man. When he's very big, uh-huh. not Ant-Man anymore. He's he big man. Gi- he's giant man. Giant man. Giant man. Okay. I was so, so far off with big man. But that is why this says <laughs> giant man versus the wasp. Oh. Because when he's big, he's known as giant man. When he's small, he's known as ant- Ant-Man. Just wait. Well, we're not there yet. So. Okay. Yeah. Just conjures up some bad oh, images oh, in my head. Oh, it's, yeah. not, it's okay. not. It's not. All right. Let's go. Just throw them out of the way because it's going to be worse. So, um, we know, though, that the Hank Pym character, unfortunately, I can tell you, though, that uh, Marvel... Is this Marvel, as bad as Peter Parker given What's-Her-Face cancer? Yeah. It's okay. way worse. Right. It's way worse. Okay. All right. And this is a hero, Go for by it. the way, in this sure. universe. Sure. Uh, but uh, before I do that, uh, Ant-Man, the slap that happened, like, mm-hmm. Janet shows the rest of the Avengers, and they for sure kick him out. Uh, after all of this, right? Because he admits his plan of like, I was just trying to get back in the Avengers. And this is Hank Pym. This that is did Hank this. Pym. Still. Got it. Sure. We're just focusing Got on it. comic okay. on Michael Douglas. Yep. Michael Douglas is the asshole Thank in you. all this. I appreciate not you. actual Michael Douglas, yes. just theoretical Michael Douglas uh, in our story. Though maybe most he is. Uh, most characters he plays are assholes. That true. is true. So maybe, true. Yeah. but um, and the funny thing about that is, is if well, I say the funny thing, is Jim Shooter, who was the writer at the time, yeah. Who ended up uh, later becoming the head of Marvel uh, wrote in a blog post while uh, a while back on his website that when he was writing it he had it that he threw his arms up in frustration at something mm. else she had gone into like comfort him and it was supposed to be a complete accident yeah he's like the guy who wrote or who was the artist at the time was taught that you always go for the emotion that gets the strongest reaction mm-hmm. so reading his instructions of that he thought no it's gonna emit more if he yeah. So it it, wasn't even supposed to be like that, but it branded Hank Pym that. And I will say that even though it wasn't supposed to be, it led to how he's depicted some in here. Okay. Um, But let's get into, so the Ultimates is the Avengers Mm -hmm. in the Ultimate Universe. Okay. This is early 2000s. This is Mark Miller writing this story. What we have is what we've seen up to this point and this is where I'm going to need Mason to help me out because I focus mainly on the Ant-Man right. slash Giant-Man stuff sure. in this. Giant-Man. But there's a... I know that they're attempting to put the group together, I guess, in some... Yeah, the first six issues are them recording everybody. It starts with Ultimate Iron Man, which Ultimate Iron Man is a full-on drunk. Yes. Um, they recruit um, Hank Pym and his 
girlfriend uh, Janet Van Dyne, who is secretly a mutant in this uh, in yeah, this continuity. It's design. not her shrinking. It's right. she She's actually a yeah, full and, mutant. We'll, and we'll get into that yeah. part too. Okay. Yes. Okay. In Ultimate Universe, uh, mutants have it have it really bad. Yeah. Um. And then uh, they all they un they un they find Captain America. Like think of X Men. Remember how you always think of how mutants are always treating like turn it up. Like everybody hates mutants. Kind okay. Of thing. All right. Magneto makes things actively worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then they also re- try to recruit um Thor, who mm. in this first volume of Ultimates. It's a toss-up whether or not, because they were trying to modernize everything, they, they toss it up whether or not Thor is actually, like, the god of thunder or just a really strong guy with a hammer. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then they have Bruce Banner, the Hulk, where this ultimate version of the Hulk is they really play, they keep him gray, and they really play on the aspect of he can't control it. When he turns angry, he does become gray Hulk, but Hulk is, one, really, really stupid. Hmm. And really, really violent. When he when he gets in when he Hulk hulks out, a lot of people will die. Yeah, I I have always been a proponent of the ultra violent Hulk. Also, Thor is an e- quote unquote eco terrorist. That is true. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I'm with you there. I like that, and we know that if you want the smart Hulk, if you want violence though, Mark Miller's your guy. You're gonna get that. All right, let's go. And we're about to see. Let's so. Do it. That is essentially how the team is. There's a giant battle in New York that they have to capture. Gray Hulk has kind of gone crazy, and they have to capture him and kind of limit the damage that's being done there. Yeah. 300 he, people die. Yeah, 300. He humiliates Ant-Man there. Okay. Like, or as Giant Man, not Ant-Man, remember? Big. As Giant Man, Hulk easily takes I care of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, for some reason, Janet is a, we will say, Hank has always been a jealous type, too. In Janet, when she doesn't feel like she's getting attention, a lot of writers have written her to be a flirt in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. All right. That's another sure. two. Okay. So, he's humiliated. They eventually capture Hulk, all that. The team is... This looks very much like an 80s movie poster on the front. It does. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip through the story part because we're here just to focus on Ant-Man. But I'll at least let you kind of see this is pictures of them and the rebuild of uh, you yeah. know all the aftermath yeah. of the battle that Beautiful, they've had by the way it's oh and it has the the samuel l jackson yeah, fury. ultimate universe is where uh ultimate uh, sam jackson Nick fury originated gotcha yes. okay they actually right. a funny thing in the issues prior there's a moment where they're talking about who would they be cast as if they got movies and black black nick fury says he would love to be played by Sam Jackson. Oh, yes. really? That oh, actually that is, happens. That I will bring it funny. to you next time yeah. I see you. That I is have cool. A, uh, Paul and I have always talked about that. Um, buddy Paul, you know Paul. Uh, that, uh, oh, Paul. Oh, what's his name? The David Hasselhoff, yeah. Nick Fury TV movie, yeah. made the people like, next time we do that, we're changing yeah, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, sure David yeah. Hasselhoff yeah. never plays Absolutely. another one of our characters yeah. again kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, um, but, what do you, so. And, and by the way, just real quick take. Yeah. Real quick take. What do y'all think of Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the MCU? I think she's cool. Is she? Yeah, she's um, Carmen de Valentine. She's got. She's been showing up. She showed up at the end of Black Widow. She showed up in oh. Falcon Winter Soldier. See, I'm so far behind, but no, yeah. I don't mind. I like her as an actress. She's going to be in Thunderbolts, and she was also in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. she's Thunderbolts. She's cool. going to be their, like, their new like human villain, I think. Mm-hmm. So. She's so am- ambiguous. Like, is she bad? Is she good? Is she mostly bad? Is she mostly good? You know what I mean? I mean, she's she's yes. very good at playing. Now that back character. to the comic. Tony, 
and I'm trying to think who it's and all. Now it's, a word it's from Tony and Steve and Thor are okay. all there for dinner. Okay. Yeah. And they've invited Hank and Janet. Okay. So I'm just going to read and then just show you the yeah, panel. Please do. We're at Hank and Janet Pym's place. They're mm-hmm. married in this. Mm-hmm. I hate how excited I am for this. <laughs> Janet said, I'm not going to do voices on this, though. Okay. Janet says, oh, for God's sake. Oh, for God's sake. I thought you said you weren't. Uh, I don't need to read this part verbatim. But she essentially, I thought you said that you weren't going to work tonight. And we could kind of go out. Sure. Like, we've been invited yeah. out. Let's go. Yeah. And he's like, man, to be honest, I think I'm just going to skip it. I don't want to go to Stark's place. I told, you know, Nick Fury that I have. I talked to him later about my Ant-Man helmet and stuff. Like, I just want to finish this up. His yeah. ego is very bruised. Yes, very bruised from the fight. Okay. And from looking small. Okay. But so, fine. yeah. Um, she's just like, come on, Hank. That's hardly an emergency. Like, you need a, some time off. You know, you're trying to make up for the way things panned out against the Hulk. Like, don't worry about it. You're just being silly. You know, you were amazing back there. You are really brave. Just like, and he tells her not to patronize him. He's like, why do you always do that when you know it drives me absolutely nuts? And she says, aren't you at least going to tell me I look nice? She's wearing a nice little pink, or pink, sorry, purple dress. Okay. And he says, you don't want me to tell you what you look like. Are the push-up bra and high heels for Roger's benefit or for Tony Stark's, by the way? Oh, my. And she says, don't be horrible. To which he replies, well, what do you expect? There's a picture of you with the tongue down Captain America's throat in every newspaper in the world. You've turned me into a laughing stock. He says, he wouldn't be flirting with you if he knew what you really were. I'll tell you that for, or I'll tell you that for nothing. And she's like, what does that mean? And he goes, well, for one, or she goes, oh, let me see. Asian, five foot three, about, oh, I'm not, I cannot read. A molecular freaking biologist. And he goes, no, you're a mutant, you idiot. Then he tells her, this That's is just rough. very, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. he goes, I wonder if he'd still have the hots for you if he saw you eating caterpillars and beetles or hiding in your little larval nest when all the mutant hysteria was going on a while back. Yikes. Do you think they'd all find you so special and pretty if they were waking up every six weeks to find eggs in their bed? Because that's what I've got to live eggs with, Eggs in Jan. their bed. Yeah. And your personal hygiene makes me sick to my stomach oh, sometimes. Oh, wow. She says, I didn't see you complaining when you took the credit for these powers and got the big shield pay raise, Hank. I didn't see you complaining when you used my blood samples to jumpstart your stupid giant man formula that he uses the term big. She, he says, what are you implying, you little witch? Because we still got to keep it teen. Yikes. Uh, that I couldn't have come up with that formula on my own. And she says, oh, you're such the polymath, aren't you? It's not enough that you're the cybernetics expert, but you have to be the world's authority on super genetics too now, right? It's a little back and forth. Yeah, fight. it is. Yeah, it's rough. Right? She goes, well, the roses? let's see how many super soldiers you create, which don't involve getting big, getting small, or touring, telling ants what to do through a helmet, jackass. Mm. Bruce Banner jackass. was Bruce Banner was twice the gentleman you'll ever be, and you know it. Holy crap. So he smacks her again. This is yeah. not a healthy relationship. To be fair, she, she, she wasn't wrong about that. She's not wrong. Hank smacks her. Yeah. He does. We yeah. have the image yeah. here. Never, never, and he never covers, should be done. And he, no, shouldn't. And he covers his face. Oh, no. And then he's like, I'm sorry. 
please. I'm sorry. And she rears back and kind of hits him with an elbow and tells him to get his filthy hands off of her. Mm. And then she grabs a piece of his equipment Mm -hmm. and swings it back to kind of like hit him again with it to get him off of her. Yeah. I'll just show you the panels because I don't like what's about to come next, Mike. Okay. So she hits him with a radio. Yep. Yep. You see all this? Yep. Uh, I, I say that I forgot. I thought it was the next page. We do have the intercuts between the dinner still going on. Oh, so this okay. isn't what All I was right, like. Sure, sure. Waiting. So the dinner yeah, is still going on. Really weird because it's just Tony and Thor and Cap just talking about life and mm-hmm. like Tony. This is where you reveal Tony has a big, big ass brain tumor, and Thor's telling them that, "Oh no, I really am a god." And all this stuff. So it, that's it's, what's it's going on in the background. But so this is the ultimate kind of. Yeah, they're still trying explaining to, what the ultimate yeah, exactly. universe this is. This is the introduction yeah, to sure, all of it sure. of everything. Gotcha. So this is our first look at Hank and uh, Janet and the Ultimates here. Yeah. So she bites his arm, and he tells her, "You broke the skin, you moron!" And he grabs her hair and he pulls her back again, and he goes, "Why do you always start this crap when you can't, or when you always come off worse?" And she tells her to drop dead, and she turns into her wasp form. So she shrinks down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get away from him. Yeah. And he tells her to come back, and he said, no powers, no powers. And she goes, says who? And she starts, like, shooting these little, like, blasts at him. Again, mm-hmm. to me, it still seems... Still in the size of a wasp. Still in the size yeah. of a wasp. Also, that mm-hmm. no powers implies that this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. Wait. She's naked also. Yeah, well, she changed okay. small, so yep. her dress obviously when doesn't she's fit in, and everything. When she's in her regular clothes, shrinking, the clothes yeah, it don't does. Go with her. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Hulk's powers where his pants grow with them. Right. Also, because early two thousands, this is still has to be titillating somehow. Exactly. Some oh, that's a lot of the Ultimates. There is a lot of sex throughout the Ultimates. Um, but so, Hank decides, I'm gonna grab bug spray. Oh no! And he just sprays her with it. And he goes, how does that feel, Jan? Is that burning your skin? I bet it feels like napalm or something. And we see her, like, just covering and running underneath a dresser, cowering, kind of. Mm -hmm. And he goes, get back here and finish what you started. You've been fully engulfed in bug spray at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just sitting there, like, coughing, just withering. And he's telling her to get back out there. And he's like, don't think I can't get you because you're hiding under that desk. I'm a really smart guy, remember? Mm. He then goes and grabs his Ant-Man helmet, Mike. Oh, no. And then proceeds to send ants after her. Oh, wow. To which he goes, uh, you hear her yelling, Hank, you're out of your mind. Stop now before it gets any further. I'm sorry, okay? I was just being stupid. I realize I've gone too far. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And he's like, excuse me? Does anyone else hear a funny little voice? Sounds like Jiminy Cricket with a mouthful of helium. Mm. And he sicks all of his ants on there. And then it has just this panel that shows his face that made me so uncomfortable that it made me decide not to do the episode. And he goes, you shouldn't have made me look small, Jan. You shouldn't have made me look small. Right down there at the bottom. So. Dude goes nuts. He does. Yeah. So easily, hands down. Do the ants eat her? Hey, no, she survives. Oh, okay. Um, if you want some update on this, the rest of the Avengers find. Oh, I should say also, um, after this, they do take her in. She does survive. Mm-hmm. But Betsy Ross is sitting at a cafe with Steve Rogers wait and the, wait the who? Betsy Ross uh, with Hulk's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, Hulk's girlfriend. She, the one that made the flag. Uh, same name. 
Okay. Just similar name, Betty Ross. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah, Betty she knew. Ross, uh, she knew Sorry. Hank and Did Janet. Did I say Betsy? Betsy yeah. is the flag woman, isn't she? Yeah. Sorry, it is Betty. My bad. <laughs> she knew uh, way, Hank and uh, she knew um, Hank and Janet in college. Mm. They were friends, and this has been going on pretty much she t- since they were together. Yeah. She tells uh, Steve and Tony that there was one time that he had done badly on a uh, test, and he put her head through a door. Then they say that he caught her. She was flirting with some underage guy or underage, some underclassman at Mm -hmm. a like party they were at. And he punched her in the face so hard that it split the roof of her mouth. Yikes. I read that and I was like. I don't want to do a whole episode about Hank Pym no, and Ant-Man no, then. So. If it makes you feel any better, um, after Steve finds that out, he goes and royally hands uh, Hank Pym his shit. He does. Oh, um, really? He does. He hunts him down he and he beats him yeah. up. But then when Steve goes and visits, you know, Janet afterwards. She's real pissed about she's it. She's upset because she's yeah. like, now you've just kind of ruined my marriage even more. Sure. It's a whole messed up thing. I will just to put a bow on part of the Ultimates for now because we are going to come back to this. Uh, volume three, I'll just tease this. Uh, Mason, what is volume three of the Ultimates known for? Ultimates three is where it's revealed. So there are there is an ultimate version of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who, as you know, are twins. Right. And in Ultimate X-Men, it's revealed that Pietro really likes his sister, but she kind of brushes it off. Oh, no. But then in Ultimates three, a couple years later, when different writers take over. Um, yep. You know, you guys, you guys can figure out where this story is uh, going. Yep. Oh, that's she reciprocated incest, the feeling. Baby. From insects to incest. Yeah, there yep. you go. There so go. that's going to put a wrap on... Well, also, uh, Wolverine's their father for some reason. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, for real. Wolverine okay. might be their dad. Yeah. Okay. He slept with their mom, but then, like, that's it. She was with Mag... It's weird. It's Ultimate really universe. weird. It re- I mean... I don't Again, love we will get to it at some point in time. I was just trying to show how big of an asshole Hank Pym was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he doesn't really get any better. No, and that's the thing is, the, th- the well, I say, the thing that's weird to me about that is, is in comics is you can have a character that other people, like it's a shared character in a way, which is really weird about comics, but also really cool, is because you have different writers at different times. Yeah. So certain runs are great, certain sure. runs are bad. Sure, sure. But then sometimes you have runs like back to back that just grow the character mm-hmm. and make it so great but mm-hmm. it, it's just uh <sighs> but some of them are filler like you were talking exactly. about earlier with, I mean, with it's the basically life. but it's a comic film. it yeah. is but the thing in the main line hank pym really has never and probably never will and maybe shouldn't uh left lo- lo- um I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to say he hasn't left, lived past this. Like they will always remember yeah, that. Yeah, and like that's one. the thing is, is it's weird to me is how other writers in this instance have just completely ruined the character. Yeah. I think that's why you had to have a Scott Lang created, sure. or even somebody else to play Ant Man, yeah. because some just reparable yeah, that they can't get back from. That? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, worst Valentine in the Marvel universe, in any comic book universe, has to be Hank Pym. Uh, never date him if you have the chance, but we're gonna take that break. Oh, I, I have one. Worst example. Who's the worst example? Uh, Purple Man. From Jessica Jones? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, tried to stay, I tried to stay away from villains. I was going to stick with heroes just because, but no, that's solid. Purple Man beats it. What, what, what's his deal? Do you remember Mike, Jessica I don't Jones? Know Purple Man. Yeah. Mind control. Mind oh, control. mind control? Okay. Yeah. And he does weird stuff. Yeah. With well, his mind control. Yeah, when you do weird stuff with mind control. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think now is the perfect time. We'll take a break, come back, 
and cover the first Speaking issue of, mind control. of Nemesis. Oh, yeah. for some ads. Please listen to our subliminal messages and not so subliminal messages here. Welcome back. I don't know why I came in with so much pep there. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. Oh, you know, I had this welcome gift. Welcome back to Smooth. And I haven't even given it to you yet. Uh-oh, I got a gift. Yeah, I got So <sighs> I was out comic book shopping the other day. I did get very NPR there for a minute. I was out comic book shopping the other day. Where'd um, you go, Zach? What was the weather like? It was uh It was a balmy. rainy Saturday. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a balmy, rainy Saturday. It was Saturday. a balmy, rainy Saturday. It was cold. It was on the ground. It was cold and uh, hot at the same time. But I was digging through the bargain bin, and I found this one, and I grabbed it because I thought it looked funny. Uh-huh. But then the more I looked at it, I thought, I don't know why, but I feel like this is so up Mike's alley. Uh, so here you go, Mike. I found a comic for you. It is the science fair story of electronics and the discovery that changed the world. Compliments of Radio Shack. I don't know if you could have heard that gasp that I just had, but it was totally uh, un, un, so there, unplanned. Yeah. Compliments of Radio Shack. And the beauty My on the back God. is I found out, I'm going to have to find this series now, is there's apparently a series oh. with Superman and the T1 Wiz kids, and it's like a group that uses just... Well, it's the Computer Masters of Metropolis. Sorry, that's what Don't it was. You know? Yeah. So I might have to hunt that series This one's all about America's Space Shuttle. It is. So I also oh. bought... Why did you hand me this? That's It's for you. Yeah, I know, but... We got to get through another comic book. Oh, here. Then yeah, here. yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to put this over okay. here. I don't want anybody else touching. No, you're fine. <laughs> but uh, I also got a thank you, Zach. Just this a random nice, pack dude. that doesn't have any covers on any of the stuff, oh, but it's, it's old, got freaking like, history in the back. Yeah, it. okay. It's got, I put that it's down. got old right. like okay. Western stories yeah. and uh, what's well, a Mayflower like, at some point? Yeah, and there's one. A, it's like the comic book a biography of Ben Franklin. So I have those there for randomly whenever we want to get to them. The science fair story of electronics, the discovery that changed the world. I don't know. I just felt like it was up your alley. Oh, it is very much so up my alley. So. I love branded sh- stuff that makes no sense. Yes. So. You ever come across a Kool-Aid Man comic? There has there. to be some no, Kool-Aid Man yeah, stuff, right? There. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about it before. Oh, yeah. So, uh, real quick. Or McDonald Land. They make McDonald Land? I don't know if they made McDonald Land comics, but I'm assuming they did since they made a cartoon. So. They also had, they had McDonald's Burger computer King? software. Oh, yeah. So we had one that you could play games on that yeah. we would play all the time. Oh, yeah. And they had a t-shirt maker. We never, like, made t-shirts from it. We would design do you all remember the Do you remember the Burger King the video games for Xbox? Yeah. The ones where you could yeah. sneaking. You could play them on both Xbox Sne- and Xbox King. 360. Here's the thing. I used, <laughs> we got them for Christmas that year. Oh, come on. No, 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 we did. We did. We got them for Christmas that year. They were five bucks at Burger King. Yeah, my mom put them. You had to go buy each one of us as stocking stuffers because it's me and my three brothers. I mean, it's you could go worse. Yeah, so cigarettes. So uh, the thing was, is like that spring, I'd saved up money from working and then used a little bit of like graduation money. Working? Were you working? No, I was. I was working at a different fast food establishment. Funny enough. But um, and I saved up enough, and I bought a Xbox 360. Yes, I was. Uh, A brand new Xbox 360 at the time, and I was only able to get, with the money I had, one game. But the beauty of it was is those Burger King games you could play on regular Xbox and 360, so technically I had more uh, 360 games. Do you know why they called it the Xbox 360? 
Because you could turn it around twice. Oh. No. Before you couldn't? I didn't know. No, I will tell not. you this. Um, Microsoft, the, the Xbox One, you can only turn it around one, one. time. Yeah. I will tell you this that I always found fascinating, and this is my little brain knowing this stuff. Um, when they they want it to be the first ones to market, mm-hmm. um, they first of all, I should say, when they created the first Xbox, yeah. I think it was like they lost a total of $4 billion, yeah, a like a yeah. billion dollars yeah. for they the first They were selling four. them all at a loss. Yeah. yeah. And, but they Which considered I thought it, was illegal, but okay. But sure. they considered it just the cost of doing business to get into the market. They want it to beat everybody else with the Xbox 360 to market. Because they were selling software, not selling the machines, yes, basically. The whole thing the whole came from is, is I like feel like... printers and ink. Yes. Microsoft yeah. started getting worried when the PS2 came along yeah. because they felt that Sony was starting to get people's living rooms. Then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they were losing out on that, so that's yeah. why they wanted to get on it, too. But the 360, when it came out, granted, I know that this isn't video game talk, but it's a very fascinating story. Um they were getting the big problem that they had there was the red ring of death. If you yeah. ever had a, Oh, I had one. Yeah. yeah where it would yeah, just go. Absolutely. Sure. So what would happen is while they were testing these one, they only had 500 testing machines when they should have probably had about 1500 with how much they were producing. I love when those testing machines get out into the wild too, <sighs> by the way. Yeah. Those are cool. That's really cool. But so they didn't have enough testing machines and they couldn't figure out the problem. So what they did is the ones that would fail, they just put on a bone pile and they were working to figure it out while they were releasing the other ones. Turns out the problem was one of those where it would take a while for it to show up. So they were still sending out faulty oh, wow. systems at that point in time. I think I don't remember the per- like the percentage of like faulty Xboxes out there. It was a lot. Yeah. Was a lot. Yeah. I, I, sure. I mean, percentage. It was ridiculous. It was like twelve. Maybe I, I don't remember. It was a lot of them. Yeah. But I think it was another billion dollar fix and I'm coming fixing that. It's just kind of crazy everything that they. What I used to call the back of my truck in high school, the bone pile. I thought you were going to say the red ring of death. It was red ring of death. So yeah, that's that's what others called it. So the other thing we're going to get into real quick to close out this week's episode, and it's not going to be it's not going to be that long because this is Mark Miller. And he is a very action-heavy guy, and we just have one issue right now because the is, second issue comes out this month. Is this the one that has the one page that's just all black? Yes. Okay. So, just a recap. I made sure, and I went back. And I, I have listened. not read this. No, you have not read I've this one. I've just seen that one page. You've okay. seen the one page. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did Nemesis, uh, it's been about eight months ago. I think it yeah, was May it was last year. A while back. Because yeah. I went back and I listened to some of the episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand myself talking about it, so I quit Why? doing that. I don't like listening to myself. Oh, well, that's a whole different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like everybody does that. Um, yeah, I did I, realize I gave up that, on that a long time ago. <laughs> um, Good. So, but I wanted to go ahead and I kind of rebrushed up on it to give a re synapsis of yeah, everything that happened with yeah, nemesis yeah nemesis one this really doesn't matter because i don't think they're connected at all but just in case i'll just remind you because i did notice something so nemesis one what was it uh, how many episodes i mean how four many issues. issues it was four, four issues, issues. Okay. we found out it's essentially right. the gimmick is a if is, joker is yes this okay. is image right. if joker had all of batman's resources right. it's a super villain sure. Sure. that just has unlimited resources right um he wreaks havoc in tokyo Mm -hmm. he decides we find out that he likes to pick different chiefs of police Mm -hmm. and involve himself in these like cat and mouse type games with them throughout and so that's what the first series was about was the battle between him and the dc chief of police blake morrow a lot of crazy stuff happened there and i know i said it last episode and i'll say it again before we get in this part but it's kind of too late including bomb abortions yes that's the thing is 
uh, he kidnapped uh, Moro's kids and had artificially inseminated his daughter with oh. the son's semen. That's a great story. Uh, and then booby-trapped her uterus that if they tried to yep. abort yep. the kids, it could collapse and kill the, uh, the, the... The gay son, by the way. Yeah, the gay yeah. son. You yeah. have to throw that in there, yeah. too. You have to throw that in there. Um, let's not forget, uh, Mark Miller mm-hmm. also loves to do stuff, I feel, to do shocking stuff just for the sake of shock, and it's not yeah. always great. Yeah. Um, that being one of them. Lobo-ish. <laughs> little bit yeah i think he's gotten a lot he's not as visceral about it in oh, this, really? i will say really? i will say just rereading the previous nemesis and then reading this while there is similar and i have to wait to see how the rest of the series plays out yes. it doesn't seem like it's as i don't want to uh, grotesque for just being grotesque okay. to this yeah point. like um yeah. like i read his uh his prodigy series it has still has some of the like oh this is disturbing but like that doesn't overrun the whole yeah. comet prodigy or um his space bandits was pretty tame too. Space bandits. I still feel like that like a lot of this and Nemesis even rereading the original and now before we get into reloaded, is there's a lot of like wink and nods of like playing up tropes of other mainly kind of like Batman stories in a way it feels like. Like that's kind of what this is I feel like with this you have to though. Yeah. So and I get it, and some of it's funny and some of it just feels like it's a bit too on the nose or a bit too much. Sure. And the previous ones. But um, so we have that. There's also a point where he is pretending to be like this, uh, Matthew Anderson is his name. And he's like the kid of this family that, uh, detective Morrow bust up. And so it's supposed to be this whole revenge story. But then we find out that no, he wasn't really that guy. He was just some rich asshole who was bored. Yeah. And that was kills, the part that really killed And me. Morrow kills nemesis at the end. We got to the only end of this him, whole thing, and it was just such only a letdown. for him yeah. to go on vacation with his wife, and you yeah. get to see like yeah. he's finally made it through all the crap that Nemesis put him through. He killed Nemesis. Um, he and his wife are on vacation with uh, their sons there and their son's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Their daughters there with the three triplets that she gave birth to that they That's adopted. Ridiculous. But still, yeah. it's kind of like a they're trying to be a good, happy family. They're on vacation, to get away from everything. And the series closes with a note being delivered to them while they're having dinner, basically telling them, like, you know, we're I'm really proud of what all you did, of, you know, keeping the kids, of stepping aside and, you know, letting all your political gain kind of go away and focusing more on your family and, like, yeah. all this stuff. Uh, and he basically tells him that I run this company that creates these supervillains. Right. And so we find out that there is no connection at all to any of it. He gets a letter from this guy who runs the company of supervillains. And he apparently is like, you know, hey, I'm glad you kept you know, all the yada, yada, yada. Uh, just tell your family, if you anybody you love, to stay away from L.A. And that's how it closes. Oh, you're, we're never going to target you again. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you didn't really stop anything, but you're safe. Yeah, but you're safe. Mm-hmm. Then goes and he's delivered like the most expensive bottle of wine there. And he asks him, like, is the guy here who delivered it? And he's like, that's the funny thing. That bottle and that letter has been there since I've been here, and that was 10 years ago. Which, which going back and thinking about it, and I I didn't listen to the end of our episode, I find it very strange that he knew that she was going to have triplets 10 years ago. Yeah, that's like there's a lot of things that don't necessarily make sense there, continuity. But it was a great, it was a great story to tell, which is not a satisfying payoff at all. Yeah. Um, but. I still think we had fun going over the book. So I thought, obviously, when they finally announced that they were going to do Nemesis Reloaded, um, we would have to do it. Why I was, wouldn't we? 
I was going to wait and do it all once it came out together, mm-hmm. but I figured that with the tie-in uh, to next week's issue, because um, I'll go ahead and let you know right now, uh, I told you we have something romance planned, and I kind of teased it a bit. Mark Miller's the writer for the romance comic next week. Oh, nice. So, Wait, are we, are we, when are we getting, okay, are these the ones with the real people on the front of them? That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Good. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. I remember. You yeah. do. Yeah. I you saved pulled, it until yeah. now. Those oh, I feel so creepy. They're in my car right now. And I pray that nobody breaks in because they're going to see that and be like, I don't want anything because the covers are this, creepy. This is clearly a pervert. Yeah, exactly. That's what every, Why, that's what every series is. You know what? I'm not going to get into it too much because I feel like we're going to talk about it enough next week when we get into it. But for some reason, they decided to do real photos on the covers, but still. So let's get into current Mark Miller, a different artist this time. It is now Jorge uh, Jimenez, who was his artist. Still okay. looks great. He's a, I, he's honestly, I love him more than Steve McNiven. So that's just I I like his art better. He's done a lot of Batman recently. He's done, he just he did some Justice League issues, and he did a um, he he started doing this. Um, I guess just Miller just gave him a really good deal. Yeah. But well, he's he's really good. It is, it is. And I will say that I, I tend to agree with Mason on that. Like I like the art a little bit more in this. Yeah. Not to say McNiven's art was bad. Like the art to me has never been the problem in the no, series at no, all. No, it was no, the writing. No, no, no. But the another art was great, beautiful in the first series. Yeah, yeah. The cover that I wanted, I was a little late getting to my local comic book shop. And uh, there's one that he's sitting on, like, swords, Game of Thrones style. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that variant. So I ended up going with the Joker mask yeah. smile, though, which yeah. is still great. He's smeared blood all across his white face yes. to make him look like the Joker, He looks basically. exactly like it is. Yeah. We open, though, and we get a picture as soon as we open of uh, Mr. Mark Miller himself. Is it Miller or Millar? Both. Okay. That's, like, that's, I double check. Like, I called him. Here's the thing. He's Last episode. Miller. I called him Millar the whole time yeah. because I see it and I think of Kevin Millar who played for the Red you. Sox. He called me and he was like, Zach, no. Uh, and he called me and he was like, Zach, I can't do a Scottish accent. I'm not going to try to. Zach, so, stop Zach. doing this. So, Is that it? Uh, I did look up. I was like, am I saying it right? And I saw a tweet from him where he was like, both pronunciations are correct, kind of in a way. Willie it depends the, on each area. So whatever you want to call him. Willie he makes enough money. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Is it Willie the groundskeeper? Is that the accent you were looking for? Kind of, but I feel like that was offensive. Ah, you wee little. Now nah, he's much more soft spoken. Yeah, he is a lot more soft spoken. Oh, uh, a little bit more. Oh, and talk about Sonic. Dog. He really likes talking about the Sonic comics. He did. Oh, I love so, Sonic. The Sonic He's cheeseburger. more like I like writing comic books. Yeah, there you Basically go. Basically, the Sonic like the uh, America's drive-through. No, like no, the, Blue the gotta go fast. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yes. I say that facetiously. He did not like writing those. Uh, he wrote a bunch of Sonic. The he Hedgehog had to do comics? like sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get work. Why? Okay, yeah. great. Until you uh, until you get that <laughs> movie from your creator thing, you got to yeah. take what you can get. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes you can still, I mean, I blew a lot of, and I love Alan Moore, but let's also not forget he did decide to write a book about like uh, fairy tale characters and their weird sex lives too. So everybody has things out there. Sure. He also believes in magic, which is each his own. So much should start. But he's a great storyteller. So much should start like a, like a, a what? You don't like Alan Moore? No, I, I like him. I don't. Love him like everyone else does. Fair enough. Somebody Fair should enough. start. That's like the a beauty about comics, though, too. Comic book version of OnlyFans. What the fuck like, did you just say? A, a, comic, <laughs> a, 
comic book version of OnlyFans, like where you could have these sexy, you know, they're always that's, wanting it's to... It's called Tumblr. Well, yeah, like, like, you know, like you that's a whole different thing. To, but like, do sexy commissions? I don't know. Because I feel like that, I, that's I feel probably like there's a, thing that's a thing I feel like there's something there that's not mine. I, I know, but I feel like it, I would be... It's called Rue 34, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's anything that is out there, it, there is porn of it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's a thing. Like, I mean, I would I feel, feel like weird. Somebody of needs like, to hey, harness it, right? Yeah, but I would feel weird to be like, Unless hey, can you draw me thing. a picture of this? Like, that just seems kind of weird of like typing out what I would want. Yeah. And like, what if I want it to be super descriptive? That'd be even weird. Like, I just hey, think it like superhero. Make feet. sure that I'd, I'd be never mind. Yeah. I almost gave away too much about myself. What Superman's feet pics, Wonder Woman's armpits. Or so, you know, that kind of weird stuff. Like that second super, one's probably being asked. I don't think the first one is. Superman's yeah. feet? You don't uh, think people want to jerk no, off? I mean, I think I people, feel, people I feel, want Wonder Woman's armpits, maybe. I feel like they want Wonder Woman's armpits more, but I do feel like there is a much smaller market, but there are some people out there who want Superman's feet. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Okay. This is going a weird turn. Can you start the book already? Yeah, all right. So let's get into Nemesis Reloaded. He got some big ass toes. And I was talking about his little thing, uh, his introduction here. He says, uh, it feels weird to reboot one of your own projects, but kind of nice too. So he essentially tells you that uh, he's kind of going to revamp this whole thing, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that means we need to forget everything that I just told you about. Sure. I don't know. That's why I just told you about it all, okay. because I will say at the end of that book, it does say, tell your friends to stay away from L.A., and this happens in L.A. Oh. So okay. could just be coincidence. Could be. Yeah. He could have forgot. That's I, true. Plus, I, his, he's also building towards this big, big game event he's doing sh- with I his sh- properties. Yes, that is a good point. So Mark Miller is taking all of his independently created characters. and he's, At least through image. Yeah. yeah, at least through image. And he's doing this big event of where it's all combining them all together. Yeah. So Nemesis is going to be in this world, too. And we will cover him, I guess. We haven't covered anybody else in this world. Okay. Yeah, Nemesis, the Magic Order, Kick-Ass. Yeah, everything he's done is all going to be in this This is his thing. Dark Horse it's, it's his, thing. Where it's his started, Millerverse, yeah, in a sense. It's yeah. his Secret universe. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Sure, gotcha. Okay. So, well, it's um, great if you can get away with it. It's exactly. wonderful, yeah. So we get, we'll just assume that for it being called Nemesis Rebooted, there's nothing involved in Nemesis it. Nemesis Rebooted. We open reloaded. up the comic. Reloaded. Yeah. Reloaded, sorry. Reloaded. It said, did he call it? I think it, it? No, says, says rebooted. rebooted. In there it says rebooted on that oh, side. Okay. Anyway, right. we open up the comic with this uh, house, white picket fence, and an old man who kind of looks like Elmer Fudd out on the front porch with his gun. And he's telling his wife, like, I'm telling you, I didn't hear anything outside, but no, now I'm checking the whole house. So he's up with his gun, and he comes back, and he walks to see her. I'm sorry, I'm just trying no, to No, you're show good, you're good. I was just trying to see how and much she looks And she has like this look on her face of just absolute fear. And her husband asks, what the hell's wrong with you? And her eyes just a giant, and she just tells him he's under the bed. Oh. And we see that Nemesis is under the bed. Uh, flash forward to Los Angeles. Okay. And what we get is a... Tinseltown. Yeah, it's um, this guy named Carlos who we find out is a underworld boss of some sort. Okay. Uh, he's li- leaving some club, I would assume, with uh, his girlfriend. Club Boom Boom. Uh, the driver of his car, and he and his driver are discussing Quentin Tarantino movies. Okay. Talking about how he reinvented, uh, reinvented the heist movie with Reservoir Dogs. Mm. You know, talking about how, you know, Jackie Brown, just everything about this. And they're having all these conversations, he and his driver. 
And uh, his girlfriend points out, my only complaint is all the pop culture references. It's just too much. And also, who talks like this in real life, kind of? Mm. Like, just making a point out to it. Mm, I think kinda, he's making fun right. of himself because he does tend to reference pop culture a lot. He does. And so that's what he says. People don't talk like that in real life, which is mm. nice to see then. Again, there's going to be a lot of it making fun of comic books inside of it. Sure, sure. Which is a fun point of it. Then we have our first splash page. He loves his, like, inceptual type of yeah, thing. Yeah, and like I get it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's humorous. I get it. Um our first splash page is it's I humorous. made sure to confirm. That's what we I'd be fine calling him uh, with Mason. Yeah. Of just Nemesis oh, yeah. shows up go. and he steals Carlos. I want to know where he gets those white Doc Martens. I don't know. Uh, custom made. He's got a lot of money. Okay. So, and he steals Carlos from the car that they're in. The car swerves off as the girl gets out, looks up in the sky and sees him like flying off. Yeah. Holding on to Carlos on like this little drone thing. Okay. We then cut to we see Carlos, and he has like those Randy Savage. I'm losing my voice for some oh, reason. Yeah. We see Carlos, and he's wearing like those Randy Savage glasses. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, where am I? What am I? You know, what is this? What's happening? Uh, where am I?" And Nemesis just says, "The swimming pool, of course." And what he has is he has all these guys standing next to each other wearing these devices that look like that, mm. except they're connect all they're connected all the way around the back of the head. Oh yeah, look so at it's them. like strapped onto their heads. So it's almost like VR type goggles, goggles strapped but to their strapped heads. To they their can't heads. see through. They them. can't see they through. Don't know they what's can't hear happen. through it either. Yeah. Okay. He tells them. Well, I mean, I assume they can't hear because it's over their ears. But he talks to them, and they. Yeah, I'm assuming the only thing them. they're hearing is through the headphones. Probably. Yeah. And he goes, "Don't try to remove your blindfolds. They're locked in the back." Or at the back, and you'll detonate my tiny bombs if you fiddle with them. Tiny bombs. And he then tells them, like, you know, all of you are essentially like the other gang leaders here in L.A. Well, if you reach inside your pockets, you have a weapon of some sort, last man standing wins. Mm. And so one of the – Carlos is like, you think I'm going to play this stupid game? And about that time, somebody stabs Carlos in the back of the shoulder. Nice. And an all-on melee then ensues. We see well, the they're pic- all in a in an empty swimming pool, mm-hmm. so there's really nowhere for them to go no. other than into each, each other. other. Yeah, okay. All right. So, melee ensues, and we see Nemesis walking through the stands, and there's a bunch of people in the stands here. And he tells them that, you know, all right, you guys are all the second in commands, and it looks like a lot of you are receiving promotions now, right? I just want you to realize this isn't me muscling in on your territory. Hmm. I have no interest in L.A. whatsoever. I'm only here to get henchmen for seven days, and you have my word that I'll make it, you know, worth everything to you. Okay, so this is a recruitment It's it's a recruitment. He's essentially giving them their gangs, but he's like, I'm looking for henchmen. And he's like, you know, we're looking at lean times ahead. The new mayor that you guys just elected is going to, you know, trying to start all these problems for you, I'll promise you I'll bury him next to your old bosses. Wow. And he's like, any objections? And of course, no. seeing all the melee yeah. that's going yeah, on, nobody sure. says anything. Well, not only that, they get the gangs now. Yeah. Then he goes, good. Now let's see how your predecessors are getting on. And he turns back to the swimming pool, and Carlos is the only one left. And Carlos says, did I win? Am I the last man standing? And then we see, blam. And it's a bullet shot through Carlos's head. Sure. And Nemesis said, yes, Carlos, you're the winner. Now let's get you boys into those uniforms I designed. Talking oh, wow. to the rest yeah, of the gang. Yeah. 
I do remember that from the first one. Like he would use all these thugs as like, like yes. he broke all the guys out of jail and yes. all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. He had a bunch of fun with his henchmen. Uh, and he has fun with his henchmen too here. I will say that to me, that is the funniest part of the book is the interaction between him and his henchmen coming up. Fun with henchmen.com. <laughs> Uh, then he uh, kind of narrates over the story that he's traveled the world. Let's give some backstory here on sure, Nemesis. Please. He's traveled the world honing his cruelties since he was 10 years old. Okay. Learning at the feet of murderers and gang masters and drug lords and despots. Despots. Yep. Now I'm back to unleash holy terror on this so-called city of angels. It took a hell of a hit during COVID. All of the techies and actors got out while they could cops so demoralized they stopped answering calls no now that's nothing compared to what i've got in store 20 years i've been making these plans and in seven days time my first f-bomb of the show in seven days time these fuckers find out why no so nemesis is now we see headed towards this giant like art gallery another splash page he needs to get his mouth washed out he does all right, so he jumps off his big-wheeled motorcycle, uh, goes crashing through the, the big windows of the, what I'm assuming is the AFI, AF something. Um, it's some sort of big art gallery thing, yep. and he comes crashing through the windows with his big samurai swords. Mm-hmm. And okay. now we're going to get what I remember a lot of these Nemesis Which is books. beautiful, by the way. It is. Like yeah. That's the thing. The really art gorgeous. is really, yep. really pretty in this. Um, but I do remember this about the other Nemesis books. Blood. Well, that, but there is a lot of just mm-hmm. action. Yeah, not a lot, lot of dialogue. Heads on all flying this. off, blood squirting. So, everywhere. if you just love seeing gratuitous violence, yeah. it is gorgeous for that. God bless America. But uh, yeah, so a fight scene ensues, and he essentially is like killing all these guards and people around him where he lands. Right. Oh, and he kills. Yeah, it's sword a great, right through the guy's face. Great shot. Yeah. But uh, it takes out all security, and then everybody else is starting to just like choke. Sure. And die. So he's and pass out. And he lets us know that, um, oh, he's like, gas got released when my boots hit the floor. A little something I picked up in an Indian lab, almost invisible and very deadly. You don't want to know what's happening to their insides. And he walks and he sees this diamond that he realizes is worth $100 million. That's Mm -hmm. what he's there to steal. Mm -hmm. All the new thugs coming in and the costumes he designs Honestly, it just has their names like written. It's very Deadpool-esque. Mm. Their names are just like written on the mm-hmm. front of it, and they're wearing mm-hmm. like ski mask. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. all their costumes like are. And they walk well, in. It's very Joker also, right? It is, yeah. yeah. And so they walk in, and they go, are you sure it's safe for us to come inside with all the poison gas? And Nemesis goes, of course it's safe, Margo. What do you think those shots were for? Oh, right? he's already giving I them shots. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's the thing. With the henchmen, I find yeah, it funny because sure. there's another line. Then it goes, now the cops will be here in less than a minute. So I want you to fill your bags with whatever you can find and leave your guns on the table where I can reach them in the shootout. And then the guy says, I don't understand. What are we supposed to shoot with? And Nemesis tells him, you think you were here for backup, Jake? You guys just carrying my extra ammunition. Now, and he's like, now y'all go ahead and get on out of here. Like, he, they just came just to bring more yeah, guns. Yeah, sure. I love that Margo and Jake are part of his. It's kind of smart. Uh, we are taken then to the, I guess, uh, press conference or announcement. It looks of, like an election. Yeah. 
kind of uh, speech, thing going on. victory yeah. speech mm-hmm. for mayor-elect Costello, Joe okay. Costello, who is an ambitious ex-cop and former district attorney with a tough line on crime. That and about nine feet tall. Yeah, the public was crying out for. He was elected last night with a huge majority and a promise to put two thousand extra police on the streets. Wow. Okay. So he didn't say dead or alive. Nope. We then see all the cops show up outside, <laughs> and they're like fifteen cops, maybe even twenty. And he's like, "All right, give it another minute." And he's excited. Yeah. But we all know that Nemesis loves as much violence as possible. We're cut back to Costello's uh, speech. And he's like, uh, he, uh, where's uh, Wendy Gomez? I would like to see my new chief of police up here with me. Kind of like introducing her yeah, to everybody. Sure, sure. Oh, she appears just drop hung out of a helicopter. Oh my gosh. Wow. So. Yeah, that's not good. And somebody just screams shit. Then we get Mike's favorite page. It's my favorite panel. This is a high art at its finest right here. The entire page is black. It is an all black page. And at the bottom, it just says, hello, children. In like a little speech bubble. In a little speech bubble. But how expensive do you think this page was to print? It's pretty expensive, honestly, yeah. So I get what they did here with the lights off kind of thing, because that's what it's supposed to represent. Because then what happens is he pops up on like TVs and Oh, yeah, he's in the middle of a stadium. Yeah. And I will just read to you, because this is what we close out with, is his speech on our first issue here. Great. So this is Nemesis. Hello, children. Don't worry. There's nothing to be afraid of. If I wanted you dead, you'd be choking on your guts right now. You don't know me, but I've got such a plan for this place, and in seven days' time, everything will be clear. Only one thing stands in the way of my scheme, and it's all these extra cops on the streets. So I pulled a $100 million heist this evening. He essentially tells them, the diamond heist that I pulled, I'm going to use. I have a lot of money now from it, $100 right. million. Also, vaccinations aren't yeah. real. And, and he's the like, planet is the flat. proceeds of which I'm going to use to kind of help out and share with the little people here. Okay. Uh, we he's given kind of his Robin Hood speech. We get a scene of him outside the building. Mm-hmm. All the cops are kind of turned over. Cop cars are turned over. They're on fire. And he's standing there while two of his henchmen are just like live streaming him mm. holding a gun to a cop's head there. And it's also being broadcast live at the mayor's mm. thing there, too. And he goes, are you listening out there? Because this is quite an offer. I'm putting a bounty on the head of every police officer in this city. Oh my! And this is the art we get. Oh, wow. Yikes. Again, it, it's gorgeous. That's a art. lot, man. That is, yeah, it's beautiful art. You see some people reacting to what they're seeing on TV down in the corner. You see the big melee with all the stuff overturned and all the fire. You see him shoot the guy through the head. Wow, that is a lot to go on one page, especially after an entirely black page. But it's done really well. Yeah, it's really well. And then we see like it looks essentially supposed to be a TikTok, yeah, like video, and he says. I'll pay you 10 grand for every dead cop. Oh my gosh. And that is how the story ends. Or not wow. the story, but it's And there's a whole lot ends. of likes and hearts and shit yeah, like a lot that of coming up about from to the die. bottom of the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Wow. That is issue one I'm of actually, Nemesis. I'm actually like like excited Reloaded. for the next one. Zach, I just gotta say one thing. Yep. I don't know if you bought. Did you buy more than one copy of that? No, I just because you were one. absolutely abusing that book. Yeah, this okay, okay. Time. It was driving me crazy. I know. Here's the thing: is 
And a lot of comic book fans will hate me for that. Yeah. Unless it's a book that's like my favorite. Yeah. If I know I'm just going to read it a lot and yeah. do that, I usually just buy the one. Like, I don't see myself keeping Nemesis. But that's fair. I, I doubt no one's going to ever want to resell this. Now, there's things that I have some, and it's not even just because they're good. These are all Mark Millar stuff that's coming out? Yes. Wow. He's, got the, okay. he's Sorry, building for it. No, no, you're fine. Um, we tell you his backlog, you'd go crazy. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, or what was, oh, I have one. I can't remember. It's Captain America 481, maybe? Uh, maybe in the 460s. It's somewhere in the 400s. Um, and it's just a random ass uh, Captain America issue where he's like fighting. Um, uh, dang it. He pretends to look like crossbones. It's like some intergalactic wrestling thing. It's a terrible story, but I have it bagged and boarded because it's one of like the first comic books I have. So I have like, you know, things like that where I'll keep them like, but I mean, I figured I was going to flip through that. Mike was going to flip through that. Like, yeah, he's got nightclub coming up though. I have issue one and two of nightclub too. That's uh, we're both reading it. It's a decent so far. Yeah. The magic order four. Yeah. It looks very, it looks very anime ish. It's not. It's it's very it's semi, but it's magic order. It's basically magic people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like when you look at the profiles of these people, it looks very anime-ish, right? Like this guy, yeah. especially with the c- cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And potentially. Um, listen, I was gonna listen, s- anime. Hey, guy. hey. Uh, I was, I'm like that for only have like two or three books that I will never let anybody touch. One is so the Bible. Have you ever read Secret Wars? Uh, the Hickman Assad Ribic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember getting that as it, the first few issues as it came out because when he still lived in a comic book shop at the time, I still have issue one, the original cover. And the funny thing is, did you say you lived in a comic that's book what shop? I, near at the time? a comic shop. Oh, okay. I, have, I heard yeah. lived in too, and I kind of turned around. I was like, we okay. need to talk to him about that. I have the original issue when it was still only going to be eight issues, and it just says one, one of eight. eight. It's, oh, and, that's I, it's so one cool. of my favorite possessions. I don't that know why. is awesome. It's really cool because it became nine, Mike, for anyone listening. It yeah. started off eight issues, but then I'm assuming. They had to change stuff, to, so they yeah, right nine issues. But, uh. No, that's really cool. Uh, so I have random ones like that. Usually what I do with the stuff that I'm a big trade paperback guy. Oh. So, like, the individual issues, like, I like, like, reading current stuff individually. And so I usually won't, unless it's specific issues, like, go, like, find the old ones. And the old ones I'll usually keep bagged and boarded. But this new stuff where I'm, like, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just feel like Nemesis might not. Um, oh yeah, it's not. Even if it does get a movie one day, I don't think it's gonna be anything bad. I mean, and, it's and, a good story, but it's not. Well, and the like, thing is, is insane. my like my memory is so bad that like I'd keep one, or I'd even like if I was like, oh yeah, I'll keep it, and then later maybe I'll send it off to like uh, CGC or whoever. Uh, I'm gonna forget that I have it, so it's just gonna um, sit there. Real quick, spacing on that DC stuff Mike brought up earlier. So you know how they're that Supergirl movie coming out in a couple years, yeah, based yeah. on Woman Tomorrow. I didn't collect the whole ish, whole series, but I do have issue one of that. That one I am definitely saving. Yes. Because that is going to be worth Tom something. Tom King, right? Tom King, yeah, Bill Quist, yeah. Eversley. I am saving that. That's going to be worth something soon. See, I got, I was so stoked at first when it was like Tom King's one of the writers. I thought, oh, he's going to help with Batman. And then when they announced that it was Supergirl, I was like, oh, that's even better. Yeah, that, honestly, you should definitely read that one. That's a pretty good trade. It's on. It's, it's, yeah. it's on my it's list. It's sold out on Amazon. Is it still? It. And so did the Authority too, which is crazy. I figured that they. Yeah, yeah. The Authority doesn't shock me that much because I doubt they had that many prints. But that's crazy that they sold out that. Oh, and that the Authority they're focusing on um, 
who did Transmetropolitan? Uh, uh, Warren Ellis and yeah, um, Brian Hitch's run. Yeah. yeah, they're focusing on yeah, yeah, like I said, Warren Ellis for the Authority. Uh, yeah. What's are they doing like Creature Commandos too? Was that another? That's one? the first thing they they announced. Creature, Creature Commandos? Commandos with Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Weasel, and others who I sadly forget. I mean, I'm most more excited. We're gonna end this soon. Sorry, there my favorite, my favorite out of all the announcements, surprisingly, is Swamp Thing. Though the one thing that disappoints me is, and I get. I've read bits of it. And I know oh. Alan Moore's stuff is amazing. I know this. I I would rather the latest Ram V, Ram V, and Mike Perkins thing to be based on the movie, but I know it's going to be Alan Moore. Was that the Black Label stuff they did? Oh, they, it wasn't a Black Label. It was a full-on. Um, oh, it was, was originally going to be a, only eight issues, but then it became... The door unlocked? I guess the door's unlocked. Um, it became a full-on 16 issues. Cause it was just really good. If you ever get a chance to read that. Yeah, so. no, no, that's on my list. So that will be, Mike, a tie-in that we can do in the ne- upcoming weeks, too, along with All-Star Superman, is we will have book one. That's what we're going to cover, the saga of the Swamp Thing, which is essentially what they're going to base the Swamp Thing stuff off to in James Gunn. You know, while y'all were talking comic books, um, I took a look inside this science fair story of electronics, the discovery that changed the world. Yeah. First page uh is uh, called a time to be proud and it is about the space shuttle guess which one it's about 1981 it's about columbia yeah yeah so it's about the one that exploded in 86 right columbia is the one that exploded no the in challenger was challenger was the one that's right okay columbia is the one that exploded in 2003 or whatever right do they rename uh, do they use the same challenger name? in 86 and columbia in 2003 uh, which killed a total of 14 astronauts. Uh, oh, so that one eventually? So what, what's crazy is this comic book. So, I'm sorry, this is going to get a little heavy, but what's crazy is this is from. This whole episode's been heavy. Fall, winter 81 to spring 82, right? And they're talking about Columbia. And Columbia is the one that blew up in 2003. So, um, what we're looking at here is 21 years later. So this was in a comic book, and then 21 years later, the same ship blew up. 21 years we used this thing. Yeah. That was probably too many years. Yeah. you That's all I'm saying. You would think that we would switch stuff out. Yeah. I feel like we would make advancements enough, too, to where you would need to in 20 this years. This is fascinating. I'm gonna. Pour, oh, see, I know. I'm gonna pour in. I know thing. you're a uh, you're an electronics guy. That's why I had. Oh, to... that's not what it is. It's it's the fact that it's a branded comic book that that we can now look back on with with rose colored glasses, you know, and see. Well, what... that's why I'm really eager to dive into Ben Franklin's documentary comic. Those are the. There's some old. I've really <laughs> wanted to do. That's never been said. No. <laughs> Those words. There's have never something been used that I've really it. wanted to do on this show, and I feel like you and I are the only ones who would enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, but they have old history comics oh. that I want to like. They were printing like history stories in it mm-hmm. that I want to print out and read and just oh, talk yeah. about how like off they are from well, stuff. Can we can we not do those as as like radio plays kind of thing? I mean, we, we probably actual I think, people to come in and do the voices. Well, we might be able. Did to. Did you know that soon many telephones will have a picture phone so you can see as well as hear the person you're talking to? Well, yeah. they were kind but of this honestly in 1981. That's pretty far ahead. Yeah, you know. All right, I'm going to go ahead and close this bad boy out, they, as always. Then they tell you about D batteries that you can buy at Radio Shack. So. Yeah, but there's right. no the batteries. So, uh, as always, thanks for taking the time out to listen. Uh, and next week, we have 
I'll just go ahead and tell you the name of it because it's going to bring a lot of trouble is what we're going to do next week. I feel creepy having the comics in my car, even though they're prints of them, because they decided to go with live action uh, models for the cover. And the guy who wrote this super violent nemesis and also Hank Pym uh, beating the mess out of his wife and mm-hmm. being a complete a-hole mm-hmm. is also the guy that Marvel thought, hey, we want to revamp uh, romance comics. You write our first one. Neat. And so that's what we're looking at next week for Valentine's Day with a nice little twist into the Marvel Universe. So you want to make sure to go ahead and stick around for that. Uh, as always, Mike, thanks for being a part of this with you. Yeah, me. man, it's always fun. And it's been this has been great. This has been an action-packed episode. It has been. Here. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff in it. And um if you want to check out any of the other shows, you can go to roguemedianetwork.com and uh check out all the mini shows we have there. Uh we just finished a uh, a live con where we did a whole bunch of live shows. There's more of those coming through. Uh, in April here in town, we're going to do a battle of the bands Ooh, in conjunction nice. with some folks. Uh, that'll that'll teach us a lot more. And then uh, give us about two months, and we're going to start planning for the next RogueCon. Ooh, nice. RogueCon 2 man. will be uh, bigger, better, more laser-focused. Let's put it that way. When you say more laser-focused, you're talking about like on how focused you are on it, not that about it's focused on light. lasers. The, oh, no, no. So it is going to be more <laughs> no, it's, laser it's, focused. It's, it's, it's all about lasers all this right. time. Yeah. Rokon 2. It's all about lasers. <laughs> Rokon uh, 2. This time it's personal and it's all about lasers. Well, uh, so make sure to go check all that out. As always, thank you everybody for listening. Stay safe. Golly Khan. Been a rogue media podcast. <laughs> <laughs>